Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Difficult circumstances at the moment for the sports world, certainly. Um, Buffalo Bills safety defensive back DeMar Hamlin last night in a primetime game in a huge game against the Cincinnati Bengals um, made a tackle on T. Higgins, the wideout for the Bengals, and uh, got up after the tackle and fell backwards. Looked to the naked eye, to my naked eye at first, like maybe it was a concussion. But it turns out it was a, an impact to his chest that stopped his heart. He went into cardiac arrest on the field. He remains in critical condition at a nearby hospital. And Ben Baby, ESPN Cincinnati Bengals reporter, Jay Will, is with us now. Um, ben, what was, you know, what was the, your, your initial reaction after the event? Max, you know, when I was there on week four when Tua uh, was, was had his, suffered his head injury, his concussion on primetime, uh, and the reaction that we saw from the medics uh, when DeMar Hamlin went down was there was a different sense of urgency that you don't normally see with head injuries. You know, they wheeled the ambulance directly onto the field, and what, I, what was, uh, you know, made unique about the situation was that the medics spent several minutes on the field dealing with him, and as we see now in the bill statement that was released early on Tuesday morning, he had, he under, he had a cardiac arrest and needed immediate attention on the field before they put him into the hospital. He's currently at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center nearby Pancor Stadium where he is in critical condition, and we await updates to see what his condition is this morning. Ben, when the hit occurred, and I watched Hamlin fall to the ground. I literally stood up and I, I started to pace in my own living room. Obviously, the thousands of fans who were there, you felt the silence on the screen. Can you describe to me the the energy, the experience in the stadium when that occurred? Yeah, Jay, that, that level of concern that you had in your living room, I think we all had that watching it, and in the stadium as well, you could sense that this was something that, you know, this is a knowledgeable football town, something that they had not uh, experienced as well. There was just immediate concern for DeMar Hamlin's safety. And and the thing is, is, you know, this is a very physical, uh, violent game. You know, there's no two ways about it. And and players know what, what, what things that occur on the field and the reactions that you saw from them. That lets you know that this was a unique uh, situation. I saw guys, you know, walking to the other end of the field. Uh, players who just could not have their they they could not face the uh, what was going on. A lot of the players, the Bills players, formed a U shape almost around Demar Hamlin, and almost as if they were protecting uh, everybody from being able to see in. And, and they weren't really looking over to see what was going on as well. I saw one guy on his hands and knees, and you saw 
uh, just everybody inside that stadium just just hoping for the best uh, for Jamar Hamlin. Ben Baby, ESPN Cincinnati Bengals reporter with us, Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Ben, um, what, as you, as far as you can gather, was the reaction from the league as this was happening? Yeah, Max, we were on a call with the league shortly after midnight on Tuesday, and they said that the thing that they stressed more than anything is that they wanted to get across that DeMar Hamlin's safety was the most important thing that they wanted to, to deal with and, and really making sure the players were okay and comfortable uh, with the situation. There were uh, reports about whether there was a five-minute warm-up period. Troy Vincent made sure to shoot that down immediately uh, and, and said that you know he didn't know where that speculation was coming from. And they wanted it to be very clear, to be known, that you know they wanted to make sure that the players – uh, you know, felt okay with what, you know, as well as they could about the situation and felt comfortable. And that's why they made the decision to not continue the game and postpone the game. Ben, uh, what is the the reaction? I'm sorry, man. I'm just getting choked up on words. We've been talking about this, you know, all morning. I know we'll talk about it all day long. And, uh, you know, for me, everybody keeps talking about him as the player. And, you know, I've been doing so much more research on him as the person, uh, what have you heard from people about what kind of person Mar Hamlin was? Yeah, I, I think all you need to know is just look out, look at the outpouring of support from from everybody involved. I, I know that it's it's made the rounds now. That his fundraiser, uh, you know, that he that he was involved with, you know, that that's well over a million dollars, and that that happened pretty quickly overnight. You talk to people who dealt with him uh, extensively in Buffalo, and they just say nothing. But positive things about him. There were some ties, uh, obviously, with, with Pittsburgh. Uh, there were a couple guys from Pittsburgh here on the Bengals roster. Uh, they, you saw them tweeting out support uh, in favor of Zamar Hamlin. It's by, by all accounts just someone who, who really was a, a very is a very solid person on and off the field. And, and you know, our Coley Harvey saw Stephon Diggs. He went out of his way. The Bills wide receiver took an Uber after the game to make sure that he was at the hospital. And Coley had to talk uh, the security people into, into letting Stephon Diggs into the hospital because they were trying to, you know, there was not uh, a lot of in and out going in there. And, you know, they wanted to, Stephon wanted to make sure that he could be by Jamar Hamlin in that situation. That tells you what kind of support that he has from those inside the building. We saw uh, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. I saw. Uh, Bengals head trainer Matt Summers there as well. And, and there was just a lot of outpouring uh, of support and care and concern for DeMar. And that tells you, Jay, how much people care about him. Ben Baby, ESPN Cincinnati Bengals reporter. Uh, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Uh, we're talking today. The focus of the sports world today is on um, the health of Bill's defensive back, DeMar Hamlin, who is in critical condition after suffering cardiac arrest on the field after an impact to his chest. Um, ben, I've seen reporting on, you know, multiple minutes of CPR on the field and all that. I imagine, you know, if you're dealing with a stopped heart, that the time lapse between the initial injury and when oxygen is introduced um, to the person who can't breathe for themselves is critical, that, that time. 
is I'm not I don't I, I don't know that anyone has an exact time, but what was your sense of the the length of time between when the impact occurred and and when they were able to try to oxygenate him? Yeah, Matt, that's a good question. I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm going to have a great answer for you. And in this situation, we want to make sure we're giving out all the exact correct info and don't want to have anything that we can't really confirm. I can tell you that you saw that it could appear that the medical staff were giving him death compression uh, for several minutes on the field. That's why they, they, they treated him so urgently. And, and it, it did appear that they gave him oxygen as he was getting into the ambulance. They had an IV uh, ready to go as well. Uh, I, you know, so they, they, they had everything in the back of the ambulance. They were, they were bringing that stuff out of the unit and giving that to him on the field, administering to that him on the field. In terms of the timetables, we didn't really get a lot of information from the league about any of the specifics. We just know that uh, you know they went into their emergency action plan, and I thought it was interesting that they noted that they have a, a, a person who is able to essentially help with, with airway blockages and they, to deal with that on site. The league made it a point to mention that in their call. So there were a lot of precautions and a lot of things that they had in place to make sure that they could give DeMar Hamlin the best care possible. But in terms of the minute-by-minute uh, detail, I think that's some information that we will continue to get as the day develops. Ben, it's seven zero nine right now, Eastern Standard Time. What is this scene like at the hospital? Uh, I, I understand what the scene was like last night, uh, but I'm curious to what it is like right now. Yeah, Jay, I'll, I'll be honest with you right now. I'm, I'm currently on my way over from the team facility over to the uh, to the hospital. You know, when we when we left last night, we we saw that the you know, fans and it's starting to trickle down. It is pouring in Cincinnati, but, but like you said, last night, you know, as we were there throughout the course of the evening, we saw more and more fans uh, coming over. We saw Bengals fans uh, holding candles. We saw others uh, just really just showing support. They People left the zoo. There were people who came straight from the game over to uh, to the hospital just to check on DeMar Hamlin, and, and I think that goes to show uh, just how much people are invested in this. Like, like you were in your living room last night, I think, Millions of Americans and really those all around the world just want to make sure that DeMar Hamlin is okay and it's something that we will continue to monitor as the day goes on. Thank you, Ben Baby. That's Ben Baby, ESPN Cincinnati Bengals reporter, uh, reporting on Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, who remains in critical condition after suffering cardiac arrest after an impact uh, event on the field last night. Thanks, Ben. Ben. I know you've been up all night long, man. Appreciate your hard work. Thank you, guys. We're going to have, of course, coverage and updates throughout the day on ESPN and ESPN Radio. Um, Jay. uh, Matt, so this morning it it was daunting coming into work because I knew that we were going to have to talk about this for four hours. Yeah. Four hours. And – we we spend a lot of time talking about Demar, which we should. It deserves all of our attention and time. And his mother and father, how they're dealing with this as parents. I do not know how I would deal with this as a teammate, Max. I really, I really don't. You know, people naturally start last night. People trending for saying the wrong things, reacting the wrong way about 
games and implications. And I get all that. That will be a conversation later. But I don't know how I would just be forced to pivot and think about the game of football after being on the field and watching that happen to a teammate, a brother of mine that I just converse with or I've just been to one of his toy drives or I just met his mom. You know, one of the things that happens when you formulate a team, not every NFL team is a team, by the way, okay? Not every NBA team is a team, but the best coaches are the ones that get you to get outside of yourself and look at each other as family members, as brothers. And when you watch that happen to a brother, I don't know if you could just turn that switch on and get back to football in the next couple of days. Particularly when football entails precisely this risk. We're going to have coverage and updates throughout the day. More KJM next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The focus right now is on, for the whole sports world, is on DeMar Hamlin, the Bills, Buffalo Bills defensive back, who, after making a play, making a tackle on T. Higgins, Bengals receiver, during the primetime Monday night football game between the two AFC conference powerhouses, Bills and Bengals. He tackles T. Higgins. He gets up to, to, to the naked eye to me, Dan Graziano, who is with us now, ESPN NFL insider. It looked like, oh, wait, he heard it because the way he stood up and then collapsed backward, I thought concussion, right? It had that kind right. of delayed that's reaction. What, that's what we're used to, yeah. Yeah, yes. and I thought, okay, he hit his head because at first I thought maybe it was like helmet to helmet. Yep. Something. But it turns out, in fact, it was... Uh, an impact event to the chest that apparently stopped his heart. And um, he remains in critical condition, of course, after suffering cardiac arrest. What was your, what just, you know, what were you feeling? What were you thinking when you saw it? I mean, so many things. I mean, like, I mean, like, like from a, from a human standpoint, let's start there from a human standpoint. It's, it's terrifying. Um, Watching it with my, my, children and my wife and and you know obviously are having their reactions as a parent you know you're you know the kid's 24 like all as a parent all you want at the end of the day is make sure they're all right you know so you know his parents are at the game so (sighs) i i mean i I, yeah this i mean obviously all the reactions that that you would think and 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 then from a work standpoint knowing that you know this is my job to report on this story you start to send your texts and you make your calls trying to be as sensitive as possible, right? Like, hey, 
If you can't get back to me, I completely understand. If you can and you have anything you can share. Um, one thing I thought of was the, you know, the, the, the NFL, an NFL field, if you're going to have an event like this, is not a, it's not a terrible place. Like they are highly trained medical professionals on those sidelines. And it sounds like, uh, he benefited from that to the right that, that the statement says that they restarted his heart on the field like that is obviously remarkable and and uh, and and a testament to the work those people did in a in a short and difficult amount of time. Um, and then it was, you know, the last night was just about trying to find out as much as possible. And frankly, I'm sitting here with you guys at 718 in the morning wishing I had more because right now there just isn't much. The NFL did a conference call at midnight with a bunch of reporters they made it clear at the outset that they were not going to address DeMar Hamlin's condition uh, or the status of the game and when it might be resumed or played. Uh, they, they took a couple of questions, but they basically talked about what I just said about the emergency response, talking about how NFL teams practice this, that the league goes over it with its medical people every offseason and 90 minutes before each game, you know, with emergency response preparedness. So... um yeah, again, I wish I had more. As a reporter, I wish I had more. As a human being, um, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not inclined to to be as aggressive with sources on something like sure. this, right? Because, like you know, these people are dealing with this is a person that they know, and this is something that that's very close to them, and I, I you want to give them the space for that. So, understanding, uh, of course, that the, the press is the conduit to the people, course. to the who the public is very interested in knowing. Everyone's yes. is very anxious to know. And, and hopes that he is right. okay, of course. Can we see that graphic again, please? I want to put the timeline graphic up there. Yeah. Here's, as, as I, 8.55, the injury occurs, p.m. Eastern. Yeah. 9.18 p.m., the game is temporarily suspended. 9.25 p.m., the ambulance left the stadium. And at 10.01 p.m., the game was officially postponed and who knows, maybe canceled eventually. We'll see. Dan, what I'm interested in is that time between 8.55 and 9.18. You mentioned an yeah. NFL field is actually uh, not the worst place to have an event like that occur. Of course, the nature of, of course. football may lead to an event like this, but as it did, inevitably it does, um, given enough games played. But you mentioned how quickly they responded. To my mind, the most important timeline, piece of the timeline, is from the moment the injury occurred and he fell backward to the moment they rest- they, they got oxygen to him, right? Yeah. Because that's what we're... Beyond my, you know, my level of training and education, like medical, like I, I don't want to get into, but I, I do know this, that, that teams and their medical staffs practice, like they'll rehearse in the offseason in an empty indoor field on a dummy. Hey, how quickly can we get this machine set up? How quickly can we get, like all that kind of stuff. So they are... You know, it's one of those things that you practice and practice and practice and hope you never have to use, right? And, and but but last night is the reason you do it, uh, and yeah, I, I think so. You're, I think you're right. I think that when you see a serious injury on the field, what do you see? You see players waving frantically, "Get here, get here!" Now, because everybody knows how urgent that is, how important that time frame is. Uh, Dominique Foxworth in our meeting for Get Up, and he said he played in the game, the Kevin Everett game, the the Bills player that got injured and 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 paralyzed, and, and there was some you know, indication in the wake of that in 2007 that the medical professionals on the scene saved his life. Um, so everyone in that situation is aware of the urgency, and it seems like 
obviously the way they swung into action last night uh, indicates why. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think sometimes our brain is able to process things that we see through our own experiences. Sure. So for me, having my accident, mm-hmm. I saw the way my family a couple of days later, once I was able to come around, how they insulated me and how the bulls were able to then insulate me from press, from people, mm-hmm. which kind of leads me to my question about like, how difficult is it to do, to do your job? Well, and, and, and I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm no, no, no. I, I, I'm not I, I minimizing what, but I'm of saying, course, and of course, because I always want people to let the family be. Yes. Right. But at the same time, it's our job to talk about the nuances of what's occurred of and what's happened. People want to know. They yeah, want it. They hope he's okay. Yes. And and I would love to be able to tell them that. Like as soon as we can tell them that, we will be, you know, eager to. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yes. Of course. <laughs> We're dealing with people like this isn't, you know, we're not we're not reporting on the stock market and what they, I mean, like I, I cannot in good conscience. Like a week or so from now, when we're talking about, hey, is, is, is your guy interviewing with the Denver Broncos for the head coach job? I, I might send a text. I might send a, a lot of texts on that until I get one back. Right. Like like sometimes in, in certain cases, you know, relentlessness is a key aspect of the job. In this case, it is not. I, I just don't think it's right. And and maybe other people feel differently. But no, everything I send ends with, I hope you don't find this insensitive. I hope you understand why I have to ask. It, it, it says, like, what, if you have anything you feel comfortable sharing, if you don't, I understand. You know, so, yes, it's difficult. But again, that's... That's a very minor, as you, you know, it's a very minor problem compared to what the people directly involved are dealing with. This this information will come in its time. This is not a situation where, as a reporter, you feel like you have to race to be first with something. We want to find out as much as we can, and we want to be right. I agree with you. I just want to say thank you for that because it is minor, but at the same time, like the sensitivity allows the family to be in that course with their child. I mean, I can't even imagine. So, uh, you know, look, they didn't let, to my knowledge, they didn't let reporters in the locker rooms last night, right? Like uh, these guys are traumatized by what they saw and, and and by the concern they have for their, for their teammate and their, and their fellow competitor. Sometimes, uh, you know, your humanity and your professional responsibility uh, are at odds, right? And, and there's no right way to negotiate it all. And you got to do what feels right, and I think it. I think most would agree that if there's a little delay in terms of getting information that so. is less important than respecting Agreed. the privacy and you know of the family uh, at at this very serious moment. So, yeah, I mean, like, like at some point we're gonna have to talk about what's going on with with the game, but that that point is not today, right? And so that's. When we get to that point, please let me know that we can talk about it. That's the kind of reporting we're doing right now. Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, remains in critical condition after suffering cardiac arrest after an impact on the field last night. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, thank you. We'll have coverage and updates, of course, throughout the day on ESPN and ESPN Radio. More KJM next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, in critical condition after suffering cardiac arrest last night in the primetime Monday night game, first quarter. Big conference powerhouses, everyone, all the Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. But, of course, the moment that DeMar Hamlin tackled T. Higgins, got up, Seemed like a, a tough hit, but, you know, routine as those things go. Got up and then collapsed on his back. Looked to the, to the naked eye, to my naked eye, upon first seeing it, that it was maybe head trauma and a concussion. It had those kind of symptoms, but it was not that. He went into cardiac arrest on the field, apparently, from an impact to his chest. Uh, Brian Balaga former Packers offensive tackle, excellent offensive tackle and Super Bowl champion with us now. Brian, good morning. Um, Guys, good morning. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on under these, uh, you know, uh, terrible circumstances. As a former player, what did you think when you saw it? Um, it's, it's hard to put in the, I mean, I was sitting on the couch watching the game with my wife and, uh, you know, when someone goes down in the field, um, you know, that happens every game, essentially. Uh, someone gets nicked up. Someone needs help off the field. Um, and they showed that replay, and my heart sank. Um, my wife looked over at me, and she goes, this is horrifying. It was horrifying. Um, I've never seen anything like that, and nobody has. I mean, guys have you know, like you mentioned, you know, head injury was obviously a lot of people's first thought. Um, but you could tell really quick that it was more urgent uh, than that. And you could tell by the reaction of not only the Bengals players, but the Bills players that um, there was a lot more to it than just a head injury. Not not saying that head injuries aren't um, scary and things like that, but there was something different. You know what I'm saying? It was a different feel. And you could tell it from sitting on your couch and watching it uh, live. Brian, as a, as a former athlete, 
I've seen some pretty traumatic things occur in my life and some things you, you just don't bounce back from to get back to football or to get back to basketball. And you know about this. There's a camaraderie we have in the NFL and the NBA, NHL, MLB, where you're around guys for so long that they become extended members of your family. They are your brothers or they are your sisters. And when you watch something like that occur last night as a player, how, how, how can you even just bounce back from that to play another game? Football is not even meaningful to me now until I understand what the hell happened to my brother. What do you think these guys are going through as it relates to football? I agree. I mean, I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I, for me personally, not knowing this young man, not even knowing him and just watching and being part of this brotherhood of just not NFL, but athletes, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't even want to watch a game to be honest. With you, I, didn't, I, I was praying that they were not going to go back out on that field and play last night. And obviously the decision was ultimately made not to, but um, I, I, I give a lot of praise and, and, uh, and, Pat on the back to to McDermott and Zach Taylor because there was some floating around there early that they were going to give the players five minutes hmm. to warm up and go back out and keep doing it. Uh, and I don't know if that's true or not. That's what the broadcast said. Um, don't know, but I'm going to tell you, uh, the head coaches didn't look like that was going to be an option. And you could tell from the players that that was not going to be an and option. Troy Vincent I, has I vehemently know. denied that, Brian, by the way. Yeah. Has he? Okay. Well, I, I hope. I hope that's true because <laughs> I, I, I don't know how that could even be brought up. Um, I, it, it was. It was. It was something that, as a player, um, me personally, uh, if that would have happened to a teammate, an opponent, anything. I mean, it, it, that, that's real life. Football is. Um, it's real. It happens. Uh, there's a score at the end. Uh, a winner and a loser, and everyone goes home. This this was different. This is real life. This is this is a young man, and his family is in the stands, and his family at home, and and, and brothers that are on the field with him, and people that care for him. Um, it it was different. So the game being stopped um, was the only option, and the players, as if I was a player that was on the field at that time, there's there probably would have been zero percent chance that I would have gone back out there not knowing what was going on with my teammate. I mean, Jay, you know this. You spend more time with your teammates than you do with your family. Hmm. It's just the way it is. You go to work, you travel, you, you, you get to the facility at 6 a.m., you get home at 6 p.m., 7 p.m. You're, you're with them more than you are with your family. That's why it becomes uh, like your extended family. So, these guys are. I can only imagine what the players and the Bills are are feeling right now. I, I can't. I can't. I mean, it's it, it's so it's wild. Brian Blog, a former Packers, outstanding offensive tackle and Super Bowl champion. Uh, I'm, this is Troy Vincent's statement, Brian, um, about the the rumors okay. about giving them five minutes to warm up. I'll read you the statement. This is a quote. I'm not sure where that came from. Frankly, there was no time period for the players to get warmed up. Frankly, the only thing we asked was that referee Sean Smith 
uh, communicate with both head coaches to make sure they had proper time inside the locker room to discuss what they felt like was best. So I'm not sure where that came from. Five-minute warm-up never crossed my mind personally, and I was the one that was communicating with the commissioner. We never, frankly, it never crossed our mind to talk about warming up to resume play. That's ridiculous, that's insensitive, and that's not a place that we should ever be in. That's Troy Vincent. I'm not going against Troy, but you did see – I mean, there is video evidence right there. The camera pointed towards Joe Burrow and company, like warming up. But that doesn't mean that the that they I, were I understand. given. Yeah, yeah. They, that they may they may have just been trying to stay warm in the event. Like who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I kind of like what Jay said. I mean, they panned the Burrow warming up, going back up, like getting ready to go back on the field. I mean, uh, um, Diggs was trying to get guys mentally focused back in, trying to get guys going again. So, I mean. To, to me, I mean, I listen. I hope Troy Jensen's telling the truth and it's right. And I mean, I, I really do. I mean, and, and listen, they're, they're saying what they're saying, and, and and I hope that's the case. But all week, I mean, we could just see what or talk about what we heard from the broadcast, and that's what was told. Now, Troy Jensen saying what he's saying, and 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 I get that. Um, but I mean, re- regardless, there was no way that game was going to go on. And, I, and, you know, I understand that there's a lot that goes into it from the league office down to the teams. That, I mean, that, but I, I still don't understand what took so long, uh, to be honest with you. I, I, and I get it. It's a big game, but that, that's so minimal to see what happened after you watched a minute of the coverage of what happened. The game is so minimal at that point. It, it, I mean, it just is so minimal that I don't know what took so long. And, uh, I can assure you that a lot of guys that I've played with that I was texting with last night that are current, former, were saying the exact same thing was, why is this taking so long? Like, what what, what are they waiting on? Um, so, uh, listen, I, I, I hope I hope what Troy Vincent is saying is, is correct. I really do. I, I, I hope so. Brian, from, from a player perspective, and, uh, you know, we have about a minute left, what do you, what do, you do today and tomorrow and the next day? What, what what are you what are you supposed to do? I um I, I you know as a Buffalo Bill, I'm not sure what they do um in the next few days. I, I, I have no idea. Um I know probably league wide all these other teams probably the Bengals probably are in a very similar camp as the Bills. Um but league wide I can guarantee you in every team meeting room this morning, there's going to be discussions of what happened last night. And there's going to be a lot of talk about it. And there's probably guys around the league that know uh, DeMar Hamlet and have played with them and are close with him. So there's going to be a lot that happens this morning and the next few days around the league, not just with the Bills, but um, with other teams. And, it, I mean, listen, you see uh, uh, another player, a brother within your league go down like that, it sends shockwaves through not just your team, but through the entire league. It, it, it's going to be a very interesting uh, week, final week in the NFL here. Uh, nothing that I've ever experienced or that really anyone's ever experienced. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Brian Balaga, thank you for your time this morning. That's um, the former Packers offensive tackle, outstanding offensive tackle and Super Bowl champion. Appreciate your time this morning, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate you. We're going to have coverage and updates, of course, throughout the day on ESPN and ESPN Radio. 
And hopefully we can get some encouraging news at some point. That's what everyone's hoping for. The media, or at least we can, you know, members of the media are not trying to be insensitive by trying to find out this information. We discussed this with Dan Graziano, but as a conduit to you who want to know, we're, we're trying our best to get you news and hopefully it's good. Much more coming up. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Whole sports world today focused on the condition of DeMar Hamlin, the Bills' safety, who tackled T. Higgins on Monday Night Football last night. And as a result of the impact of that tackle, uh... DeMar Hamlin, the tackler, the defensive back, stood up and then collapsed flat on his back, looking to, to my eye at least like maybe there was a concussion that had kind of similar symptoms. But as it turns out, there was an impact to his chest, apparently, that stopped his heart. He went into cardiac arrest on the field. Um, there was a report that there was a, a the, the league had said that there was going to be a five minutes to warm up before continuing play. Troy Vincent, the executive vice president of NFL football operations, addressed that rumor on a conference call. Five minutes warm up never, never was never crossed my mind personally. And I was uh, the one I'm saying I not to be selfish, but the one that was communicating with the commissioner. Uh, We never, frankly, it never crossed our mind to, to talk about warming up to resume play. That's that's ridiculous. That's that's um, insensitive, um, and that's not a place that that we should ever be in. I've known Troy for a very long time. Troy and I have had many conversations, and I respect Troy. I'm not going to question his overall thesis on what occurred in the moment, but I will tell you as a fan watching it. There was a lot of conversation going on between coaches and referees. And when our news cameras are paneling towards players warming up, seeing Stefan Diggs give a speech to his team about, in those moments, and I've been part of injuries, like big injuries when they occur, not something like this, but big injuries. And typically what happens is as a player or as a, as a coach, you try to think about how do I get my team refocused on this game that is about to occur. And you you almost saw players try to do that, 
But I do have a lot of questions because you're not really trying to do that if you know that the game is not going to be played after some But you're still, I mean, in, in Troy's defense, you're, you're still trying to process a lot of information in real time. And I think that's why you're seeing players try to stay in it but not really know what's going on while still it's a lot going on to micromanage and come out and say, hey, why did you do this? Why did you do that? You're in the midst of something in real time, which is challenging overall. Jay, it occurs to me also, and we're focused on on uh, DeMar Hamlin, the Bills' safety, who went into cardiac arrest after an impact on the field last night and remains, as the reporting goes, in critical condition at the moment in a nearby hospital in Cincinnati. And as we're discussing it throughout the day, you know, naturally the mind starts to think, well, what does this mean? What are the implications of it? And we don't want to take the focus off DeMar's condition. And we, you know, hope for the best. Hope to get some good news here pretty soon. But it occurs to me, Jay, that you're someone, because your mind immediately went to, I don't know if I could play football. Mm-mm. You're someone who in the, had you, you, famously a motorcycle accident that cost you your career. But on the spectrum of possible outcomes from that moment, here you are talking to me on the radio. I've seen you play basketball, you know, maybe not for the NBA, but Jay, like you can play, you can go out and hoop, right? On the spectrum of possibilities from that moment, we're hoping that DeMar comes out of it as you did. Like, ooh, that could have been a lot worse, right? Um, but unlike you, who don't have to get back up on that motorcycle, his teammates and other players in the NFL to make a living do have to get back out on that field. And I imagine that is a lot to deal with right now. But that, when? You know, everybody wants to put some kind of timetable on it. But when you see something like that, and I'm not talking about on TV, I'm not talking about being a fan in the arena, I'm talking about being on the field next to it praying and providing a shield around somebody performing CPR on a guy that is your brother. How does that affect you? So, yes, Max, there will be conversation about implications. We are concerned about DeMar Hamlin Right now, we should be until we find out he's okay. And he should be in everybody's thoughts and prayers as he's in mine last night and today. But just to ask these guys to go out and play football again as we go into week 18, I, I don't think I can do that. That's me. I don't know. I, I'm not sure I would be able to do that. I'm, I'm hoping that he comes out of this as you did, Jay, from, that, from, from your impact on the motorcycle um, basically healthy and ready to live a full life. Forget about football for a second, right? Let, you know, um, and that's where everyone's mind is. We had Dan Graziano on earlier, and he was talking about how dogged he is with texts to sources to find information, but that that professional impetus, right, that, that responsibility came, uh, was at odds with his, the humanity, the sensitivity to the situation, and yet, 
even as we were watching last night and the league was and the teams were 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 kind of careful about information they were giving out, it did occur to me that it's not for, with bad intentions that we want to know. You know, it's not about rubbernecking. It's it's that we everyone's hoping the guy's okay. And uh, they got up apparently was, you know, like they were ready for this sort of thing. And and uh, the reporting so far is they did a very good job uh, and got him to the hospital. And 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 hopefully pretty soon we'll get we'll be able to bring you some good news about it, that he's he's on the Jay will path. I, I do want to say this. So, Max, you know, you hear this term thrown around a ton in sports and within the workplace. You know, um, you have to be a leader of men. Well, Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott, those are leaders of men. Because you, regardless of whatever the, you know, informed thought process in real time that we hear Troy Vincent talk about or Roger Goodell, if he eventually talks about it, watching those two converse and come together on the same page about this being more impactful than football and what it means to each team, I applaud those two. Elena Getzenberg, um, ESPN Bills reporter, was talking to Scott Van Pelt on SportsCenter last night. Uh, here, here's some of that. This team talks constantly. I can't tell you, Scott, constantly about how close they are and how much they enjoy spending time together and that they joke there's not much to do in Buffalo, so they spend time together. It's constantly brought up comes up with almost every guy you talk to. This team is insanely close, and I think it's important to also remember a guy like DeMar, Micah Hyde's been mentoring him. He's a guy who they've kind of seen grow up and get the spotlight because he's gotten this opportunity, and he is so well-liked in that locker room. He was passing out hats, actually, in support of his charity um, just this weekend. Saw a couple of guys sporting them. This group is insanely close. They've been together for a while. A lot of them, they've seen guys, DeMar, kind of, rise up through the system. Um, can't say enough about how close this group is and how well-liked Tamar is in this building. And this is just an incredibly emotional night. And I really, I really can't say enough about how close this team is and how much they're hurting right now. So Bill's cornerback, Dane Jackson, one of the first players to notice Demar Hamlin was not okay. You heard Elena Getzenberg talking about they're like a family. Heard Kayvon Thibodeau of the Giants say recently, everyone talks about family, but not every team is. But this team appears to be. Mm-hmm. He noticed um, that DeMar was not okay. Dane Jackson and DeMar Hamlin both grew up just outside of Pittsburgh and were college teammates at Pitt. And now, you know, um, on the on the Buffalo Bills together, a powerhouse team with Super Bowl aspirations for good reason. They were the preseason favorites. But Monday Night Football last night was postponed at the least as a result of, of um, Lamar Hamlin going into cardiac arrest. He remains in critical condition. Much more coming up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.